2: You're listening to the following on podcast from TalkSport. I'm Neil Manthorpe, alongside my regular partner in crime, Double Ashes winner Steve Harmison, to look back at England's narrow four-wicket win over Sri Lanka as they qualified for the semi-finals of the T20 World Cup. We'll look back at the game at the SCG. Hail the brilliance of Ben Stokes. Look ahead to a potential tie with India and hear from England batter Alex Hales. Plenty to come over the next 20 minutes or so. This is the following on podcast from TalkSport. Well, Harmi, I have to say that as much as G20 games are remembered uh, for more than 24 hours, this one will always be remembered for going way, way closer to the finish line (laughs) than it should have done, or at least England should have got over the finish line. Uh, Just a, a reminder, Sri Lanka, 141 for eight. They looked on course, even after the halfway stage of the innings, for a total in excess of 160 Uh, There was a fabulous, uh, fabulous spell of death bowling, particularly from Mark Wood, whose first over went for 17. England then absolutely cruising. Uh, An opening partnership of 75 between Joss Butler and Alex Hales. Ben Stokes came in at number three, settled everything down. But there was mayhem and chaos at the other end. It really looked like England. uh, And I can use the choking word. uh, It looked like they were just seizing up. Um, The asking rate was less than a runner ball. And uh, Liam Livingstone and Moeen Ali and then Sam Curran all hold out. um, And it was left to Chris Wokes to stay with Ben Stokes to see England over the line with two balls to spare, chasing a modest 142 for victory. They got to 144 for six uh, in 19.4 overs. And it was a limp across the line. And there will be many that say, understandably and quite rightly, Who cares as long as you cross the finishing line and you make it to the World Cup semi-finals, which is the minimum requirement for England before this tournament began. And they did. They limped across the line. Some might say they crawled across the line, but they got over the line and it looks like they'll play India in the semi-finals and it looks like South Africa might play New Zealand. What did you make of it all?
3: Yeah, they crawled over the line. I'll tell you what, one more wicket, that would have been a crawl over the line because David Milan would have walked in and he would have crawled over the line because obviously he's grown injury. So I must admit, brilliant to see them get over the line. Nine times Them they've been on the losing side, in the in 2022, uh, in the T20 format. Only won three times, so that's the fourth time they've done it. Yeah, I've been working for Talk sport doing the updates in a lot of podcasts and a lot of few ex-players were questioning before the series started about Ben Stokes. Does he warrant his place in the side? He hasn't played for 18 months. We've been quite consistent on this, Manners, and your reaction says it everything because you're laughing your head off. And I've been laughing my head off when people trying to, just in bewilderment that Ben Stokes shouldn't be in this team. Now, as soon as he walked out to bat, there was a steel determination, knew what the game was in front of him. Didn't need to do a great deal other than to knock the ball to the to, to fielders on the boundary. And when England needed 32 of 36, I'm just saying, just somebody stay with him. Stay with him and he wins this by himself. And even, you know, quite a few people were in, got in touch with me as the game was going and saying, England are going to bottle it, England are going to... And I'm like, no, give England, give Ben Stokes 10 off the last over. You'll get them himself. And I just wish the memo at Liam Livingston, Moen Ali and Sam Curran because... It just seemed that every time England were in a position of strength, you're staying with Ben Stokes. I never for one minute, not for one minute, did I believe Ben Stokes was going to get out in this situation. And if England were gonna get weren't gonna get over the line, it was because Sri Lanka had starved him of strike. As it happens, Chris Spokes, cool under pressure, stayed with him. It was a fantastic innings from England. It was a good chase. It was an excellent power player from Alex Hills. And all in all, I think there's some good things happened for England in this game, some things that they need to address on. But look, they're in the semi-final, probably against India at Adelaide. I think at the start of the tournament, you'd expect them to be this far. But I still think the best is yet to come from England.
2: Well, I'm going to play devil's advocate a little bit. Um, not so much in defence of uh, Liam Livingston and Moeen Ali and Sam Curran. Just, uh, I'm just going to ask you a question. But before I do it, I want to, the first question I want to ask you is, Did I imagine it, or did Ben Stokes have a look on his face of a man who'd either been tranquilized or had been told a joke in Swahili and just Mm. didn't understand the punchline? Because these wickets kept falling at the other end. And he was just, like I said, he looked like he'd been tranquilized. Absolutely. But I think he knew
3: exactly what he needed to do. And he's been in this position before. You know, Cape Town, when we were commentating, that very, at the very end of the gear, at the very end of the the sort of, the day before, you know, the heroics with the ball when he was with the bat. He had the steel of determination. And then, being there, I know we all keep harping back to 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 Heddenley. He knew what his job was. The steel of determination he had then, and even tonight, we're watching all today. We're watching him, and you're going, he's going to win by himself. He'd, if he needed to win by himself, he'd win it by himself. He's got this this look in his eye. I've always said it. For me, he's one of the best situation players I have ever seen. Um, whatever, whatever it takes at that given time to get his team over the line, more often than not, he knows how to do it. And then he goes and does it. And again, he's only, we're talk, he's not got 100, he's not got an 80, he's got 42 of 36 balls. But England were teaching at a time where confidence is not the highest, um, but you, you, you're spot on 100% right. Ben Stokes gets blinkered, puts the rest of the people in the game out of the mind and he knows exactly this exactly what he needs to do to get his team in a position to go and win the game and he did today.
2: Okay, there's people in far-flung corners of the world who might not have actually seen a scorecard. So let's just remind you, um, the target for England was 142. Josh Butler and Alex Hales made uh, an opening partnership of 75 with Butler making 28 from 23 balls. He was out slog-sweeping to deep mid-wicket. Alex Hales um, and Harry Brook were then both caught and bowled, something to do perhaps with uh, a slow wicket. The pitch was being used for the third time. That in itself is probably a podcast. We're at the World Cup. Final group game to get into the semi finals, and we're using a pitch for the third time. Anyway, um, that's a Cricket Australia issue, I guess. Uh, so, so Hales and Brooke, Hales went for 47 from 30 balls, seven fours, and a six. Ben Stokes finished 42 not out from 36 deliveries. And here comes that devil's advocate bit. Liam Livingston hits sixes for fun. That's his job. That's how he makes a living. And so, if the ball is in his area, in his art never mind England need five and over, um, and he can just knock it around as Ben Stokes did. The question is, is it right to say to Liam Livingston, don't play your natural game? That's a ball you would normally hit 100 metres over long off, which is what he tried to do. He sc- miscued it, sliced up to mid off. Mo'nali also pushing at one a little early, may have stuck in the pitch, caught at cover, Sam Curran's got a short one and has helped it down to fine leg. And they've all, in the moment, in the tension and the pressure, if you believe that's the appropriate word, but in the tension of the moment, in the heat of battle, they all looked awful, with England needing less than a runner ball. But, do do you know, the question is, that's how they play. That's how the modern cricketer plays. Is that fair?
3: Yeah, it's fair. And it's it's probably 100% right. But I'd throw back at that. Is that you have to think about the game as well, and you think about the game is you've just watched a pitch in the first half against the older ball, yet very very difficult to hit the ball to the boundary and score off in the last six or seven overs. But remember, Sri Lanka should have got one seventy. They didn't get one seventy. They got one forty one for in the last twenty. They got twenty five of the last five overs, with five wickets down. But the simple fact is, the pitch was got slower and harder to score off when the ball was a lot softer. Very difficult to to come in and get get the ball going to the boundary very, very uh, easily from ball one. You have to sort of work your way into, if you can, work your way into an innings in 2020 cricket. So my counter argument with that is, think about the game. You're standing there. You've been in a field, Liam Livingston, and Ali. Sam Curran, I know that's your game, but there are times where you just have to read the room sometimes. You need 32 or 36 balls at the time, and I can understand you're trying to win it two overs to spare, but no problem with that. If the wicket was conducive to actually hitting the ball out the ground, the game was getting harder and harder and harder as as the the innings went on. And I think because of that, that's where I'd be, yes, that is your game. No problem at all hitting sixes and fours. What you're in the team for, but sometimes you just have to read the read the situation and play the situation accordingly. And I'd I'd, I'd question that was the right tactic. Sam, I can give up, I can get away with, because Sam got a short ball. He's trying to help round the corner, and to be fair, he, he he got a decent piece on it. Liam's trying to force the issue, but he was tad unlucky. Yeah, not a problem. Trying to force the issue. Moen ball sat in the pitch. but that ball sat in the pitch telling us that the wicket wasn't there to hit sixes and fours. It was hitting sixes and fours at the start of the innings, and it was it was basically limping over the line towards the end of the innings. And that's what England needed to do. I think they just limped limped just that little bit too much for my liking in that last over, but I never felt I never felt England weren't going to get over the line as long as a certain Ben Stokes was there.
2: Yeah, well, Ben obviously will get the headlines. He was the man at the finish. He was the one that broke the tape on on the finishing line. And and I've got no problem with that whatsoever. I'll tell you who I think won the match, Harmi. And um, we all have our favourite moments. But for me, you just mentioned Sri Lanka on course. I thought they would, if they stumbled, I thought they'd get 160. I thought if it went well, like you, they'd get 170 plus. So Mark Wood has gone for 17 in his first over. Bowling first change. Gone for 17. He's then not bowled again until the 18th and the 20th overs when Sri Lanka are, are, are trying to put the, the afterburners on and kick on to that big total. First of all, I have to say, Patam Nisanka for Sri Lanka, the opener, made 67 excellent runs, had a brilliant mm. power play, really put the pressure on and took it to Mark Wood, um, who again bowled, you know, at 150. And Adil Rashid got rid of Nisanka. I thought Adil had one of his best T20 games for years. I mean, one for 16 in four overs. I thought he was brilliant. But I, I present my evidence, Harmi, and I know that we're slightly biased in favour of Woody anyway. But he, he, one, one over for 17, he's out in the pasture for the rest of the game. He comes back to bowl overs 18 and 20. And great credit to Joss for, you know, still sticking to the plan for Woody to bowl at the death. And in those two overs, the 18th and the 20th overs, he's taken three for nine. I present to you my match winner.
3: Yeah, yeah, I'm never, well, you know me, I'm never going to go against the young lad from Ashtonama. So no, he was, he he held his nerve. And that's the beauty about the modern day player that they can put one over out the window and come back and clear their mind and and go and hit their their areas that they believe is the right areas to hit. And Mark did that. And it's, comes back to what we're saying before. The, read the situation about you know, what it took to get over the line and how difficult it was to score off at the end of the last four or five overs in that innings. And Marks Pierce on the ball, as well as his, well, it was his variations that did it. So when you're standing there 22 yards away from a bloke who's bowling 150 kilometres an hour at the start of an innings, and you're expecting five balls, six balls at 150 kilometres an hour, you can probably set yourself to hit what's coming. But then all of a sudden, here at the end of the game, when you, your variations, the slower balls are going into the pitch, and you're bowling, you're, you're waiting. Especially a player from the subcontinent who doesn't play a short ball very well, doesn't play a quick ball that often. You're not waiting for the, you're not trying to wait for the slower ball and try and deflect the fast ball. Yeah, especially as you go lower down the order, your beans are going and you. are you know, your backside twitching and you're expecting the fastball. And when you're getting the slow one, then you're, you're trying to sort of work it and manoeuvre it. And I think that's why he was so good in the last two overs. But when I look at that innings, manners, yes, Woody had a fantastic 18th and 20th over. He's not a death bowler. And I think Milan's injury will, I would hope, will change the balance of the side. What I've been saying for the last two or three weeks to bring a death bowler in, because I think that will benefit. But I thought the power play sixth over, Adil Rashid only going for two when a massive difference in the context of the game because England's sixth power play over went for 20 off Alex Hales hit. Um, and I thought Sam Curran, we were talked about getting these, uh, getting his business cards printed for bowling at the death. He's got a little job in the middle as well in, in these wickets. And I think, I really think this has been the coming of Sam Curran. I really have. I just wonder, I'd love to know, I'd love to know. I'd, I I might ring bats and speak to bats and, later on in, at the end of the tournament, met me and Stewie, and asked him what Sam Curran was doing during that time he had off. And reflection, he had a bad injury. And sometimes when you have a bad injury, you reflect on where your game's at, what your game's about, where you need to get better, what you have to do to, to, to sort of kick your career on again. And I think since he's come back from his injury, I think he's been magnificent, the young man. And he's found a role for himself in the side. And he's he's really embraced that role and sometimes with the bat as well he's he's contributed so I think Woody was excellent at the end I thought Rashid's spell just out of power player was was brilliant and I thought Sam Curran again has just enhanced his reputation as an England player um leading into what is probably you know one of the biggest games in 2020 cricket for England for a, for a long long time in the semi-final of a, of a world T20.
2: OK, well, you mentioned Alex Hales, and so did I. He top-scored with 47. He was caught and bowled by Winindu Hasaranga, the leg spinner. Uh, 47 from 30 balls, seven fours and a 6. Terrific power play from him and the skipper, Joss Butler. Here he is talking to Sky Sports after the game. It was
3: a little bit nervy, to be fair, um, as it would be in such a big game. Um, yeah, we bat all the way down to number
2: 11, guys. Um are confident with their skills in T20, so, uh, yeah, pleased to get the job done. And a listening start from you, gave England, that just that breathing space that they obviously needed yeah it was um, we could tell from the first innings it was a lot easier to bat in the power play so my game plan was just to try and get ahead of the game try and kill it as much as possible look to be positive against the seamers um, because it looked a bit harder in the middle unfortunately that plan worked today a nice partnership brewing with Joss it takes a bit of time doesn't it there's an opening pair just to find out where the strengths are even when you're going to drop it and run definitely yeah Um, but to open with joss it's amazing he's obviously one i think he's one of the best players in the world at the moment for me
3: uh, particularly at the top of the order so to get the chance to open with him is, is very special
2: So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today.
1: The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. If your passion for travel is on par with your passion for cricket, then I have some excellent news. The ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is being hosted in Barbados this June
2: Army, um, did I imagine this, or was there a sense of awkwardness with Owen Morgan being on the interview panel?
3: <laughs> I was waiting on Owen to, to ask him a question. I thought Sky could have gotten him to ask him a question. At least when John Norman put KP and Matt Pryor together, he put them on first on commentary and let them let them ju- you know, duel it out by themselves. Give them a p- pair of boxing gloves, a set of boxing gloves, and you know, on a microphone, and let them have a, at least get it out of their system for half an hour before you know, everything calmed down and you could speak to Matty and to KP at the same time as opposed to waiting for one of them to leave the room. But no, I, I, I thought it was a little bit of awkward. I thought this guy could have asked Mo, uh, Owen Morgan to ask a question in the first couple. That would have got it out of the way. But it did look a bit awkward. And I feel sorry for Owen Morgan, to be fair there. I really do. And Alex Hales, because a lot of people will make... Exactly what we've done. We'll, we'll make Sumick of it, and it's Sumick of nothing. And it really is Sumick of nothing. Owen Morgan made a decision on the best for his team in his environment, and Alex Hales wasn't part of it. Now Alex Hales has paid his dues. He's come back in, and he's he's now got England into a semi-final. That should just be water under a bridge. Now, I thought we did it better with Prior and in, and in, uh, in KP. We just got them to fight it out for half an hour talking to each other, which I tell you what, and me, I t- that'll take some doing, getting a word in edgeways between KP and Matt Pryor. But we did, and we sorted it out, and they're all friends now. Maybe it's John Norman that needs to sort out Owen Morgan and uh, in, and Alex Hills, preferably before the semifinal, <laughs> because I'd love to see Alex Hills getting interviewed for Scott, uh, by the TV again after the semi-final, because it means you've had a very, very good cricket match, like you did today.
2: Okay, I've got two more questions for you before we have a quick look ahead to the semi-finals. The first one concerns: well, England's repairman is is injured now, so um, we're not. There's not going to be a repairman coming in at number eight. So, who takes his place? And would you be looking um, at, uh, at maybe giving someone else a run in Harry Brook's place because his number? He's had a very quiet tournament. No, I keep, I keep Harry Brook
3: in it while we're winning. I've I said this right at the start of the tournament about Harry Brooke, that it's not about him. It's a bit like the Ian Bell situation in 2005. Not bothered about what scores goes for. In big games, yes, he probably has to contribute because everybody's going to have to contribute. But England are winning. Harry Brooke's getting some valuable experience. The boy is talented. And I still think there's a score in him between now and the end of the tournament. And if there is, that's a World, that's a World Cup semi-final or final. So uh, the boy has got talent and I think he's a good player. So I'm leaving him in, even if Milan was fit. The person I've replaced David Milan is with Chris Jordan, especially, and we look on now, we move on towards the semi-final. The likelihood is it will be India. I don't see Zimbabwe beating India. Um, it will be Adelaide. And what we've got to factor in is, a little bit like Cardiff, when you look at one-day Cricket for England, where Mo and Ali doesn't play as much. We only play one spinner normally in Cardiff. It's because of, you know, the boundaries are short one side. Boundaries at Adelaide are really short for people who haven't been to Adelaide and listening to this. Very, very short square. It's now a drop-in pitch. It's not the usual slow, turgid Adelaide pitch. It's more of a drop-in pitch. And in this this T20, it's been it's skidded on it's you know being a little bit more pierced. So England's using three spinners. I don't see that happening. I'd be very very surprised if England bowl six overs a spin as opposed to what they have been bowling in the in the series so far, which is ten sometimes twelve if Moen, Liam and Adil player. So for me, I would go Chris Jordan. I'd want another death option, and Jordan bowls very very well, full and straight. And the boundaries at Adelaide Strait are massive. So for me, I would go Sam Curran at seven, um, Wokes at eight, Chris Jordan at nine. And that's how I'd replace David Milan. I think we've got enough batting options to cover the score. Um, the one thing I will say, though, Manners, I will say I don't believe England will want to bowl first. A lot of, England have wanted a bowl first in the tournament so far. I think England will want to bowl first. Sorry, I don't think England will want to defend with a ball in Adelaide because because of the size of the boundaries.
2: I'm going to leave the final word to Ben Stokes, but before we do that, um, I just want to ask you: if the other semi-final in Sydney is between South Africa and New Zealand, it's a mouth-watering replay of the 2015 World Cup semi-final, which uh, was played, of course, at at Auckland Park, um, which uh, New Zealand memorably won. How do you see that going? I really, that's, that's just too close to call. It really
3: is. I think it'll be a cracking game. Two fine bowling attacks. James Williamson just coming into a little bit of form. I've got a funny feeling South Africa will beat New Zealand. New Zealand have got a great track record in, in world tournaments, getting to the semifinal or the final. I've just got a funny feeling South Africa's bowling unit will get them to the final. And I think if I was England, I'd rather play, I, I'd rather play South Africa in the final and I'd rather play New Zealand because New Zealand New Zealand are, are gonna get the revenge on England at some point. I just hope, I hope it's not if England do get past India, um, I hope it's not in the final. But I think that'll be a I actually think that'll be a tighter game than the, the England India one. I think the England India one will be a I think it'll be a one-sided affair. I think somebody will go and go big, whether it's Alex Hills, Josh Butler, Ben Stokes at the top or Rohit Sharma, Virat Kohli, Surikuma Yadav, somebody will get a. I think somebody will get a massive score in Adelaide and win the game for their team, where I think it'll be a, a bit more of an even-up contest between South Africa and New Zealand. And I think the ball might win the contest. And that brings, for me, Nngiri, Nokia and Kigiso Rabada into it. So I hope it's an England-South Africa final. Next Sunday at the MCG. And um, fingers crossed it is, because I think that will be a, a great contest.
2: So in a game which is driven by statistics and analysis, T20 cricket is supposed to be the most selfless format. And I know that he's already had his time in the IPL and he had more time to come, I guess, and his bank balance is absolutely great. And he's got no reason whatsoever to protect his uh, strike rate or keep his figures up. I don't think he's ever had any interest in figures, actually. So Ben Stokes walks out at number three. He takes the responsibility on his shoulders. He doesn't care how slowly or quickly he scores. He doesn't, doesn't care how many he scores. You just could see it, couldn't you? He would have picked up the other 10 men on his shoulders and carried them over the line if he had to. 42 not out from 36 balls, just a couple of fours. And when England needed to score at five and over, that's exactly what he would do. It was never about Ben Stokes. It was always about England when he was at the crease. 100% couldn't have put
3: it any better myself, my friend, from somebody who has defended Ben Stokes and lauded him from the rooftops of every tall building in the world. He's the best situation player I have ever seen. And the situation meant that if Ben Stokes was there at the end of the 20th over, England would win this cricket match. And He did. And they're in the semi final, and bring on India at Adelaide on Thursday morning.
2: Fantastic, Harmy. Um, enjoy the rest of the weekend, uh, and we'll be back on Tuesday with our regular Cricket Collective. Well, that's it for
1: another edition of Following On. Thanks uh, for listening. And if you ever have any ideas of guests or have questions for uh, the likes of Steve Harmison or Neil Manthorpe, feel free to tweet me at Fulham John or via at Cricket underscore t s and uh, either i or one of the team will make sure that your questions are read out uh, on the show at the earliest convenience also please take the time to leave a review and if you're already a subscriber then tell your mates to do the same and if you want more content from the likes of steve harmson then head over to his youtube channel and tell him i sent you thanks for listening to following on